What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Burnout Brighter podcast. This is episode 39. I'm your host, Matt. This is a podcast all about mental health, video games, and a whole bunch of other stuff that we find is important, exciting, or just tickles our fancy. Darren, say hi. Hello. Destiny, say hi. Hey, hey. And I'm very, very excited this week because we are joined by James from Interabang Entertainment. James, what's going on? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're, we're, we're doing. We're doing. We're, we're, we're doing. We're just, we're just doing. We're doing the do. <laughs> doing the do. That, I take you that sound like you just were writing like an infomercial or like a commercial for something, some product in the 90s. <laughs> do the do. I was like, what did I interrupt? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows. Uh, yeah, so James, you're from Interabang Entertainment. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do there? Yeah, sure. So I am the lead concept artist and animator over at Interabang um, for the upcoming project, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, Chronic Blunt Punch. So I love the name, by the way. Fantastic yeah. name. Thanks, I'm going to yeah. give all the credit to you for coming up with the name. I don't care who actually came up with it. <laughs> As in my mind, you came up with the name, so it's awesome. Well, I will take that credit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How long have you been uh, with Interbang? So it's been about probably over three years now, I would say. And um, it's it's probably in an official capacity, I'd say. But, yeah, um, no. yeah, you're right. Yeah. But um, I started work with them probably over six years ago um, when I was staying with destiny out in florida nice (laughs) so we have a bit of a destiny connection this week yeah so (laughs) destiny yeah how do you know james he's gonna tell that story okay james how do you know destiny let's get some dirty details let's get some of the secret stories secret (laughs) stories so i just want to say really quick i was actually dating another guy in the industry when i met james i was dating the guy who worked for blizzard right Mm. so oh that would explain your response to me yeah okay all right yeah Yeah, well um so when destiny and i met um it was at uh college and um we were in the lounge at the same time and i had seen her around just kind of sitting off to the side to herself drawing and so at one point i decided to go up to her and see what she was working on. And I kind of looked over her shoulder and I saw that she was drawing this awesome picture. So I, you know, wanted to pay her a compliment. And I was like, hey, that's a really great drawing there. And without even looking up, she just goes, thanks. And (laughs) (laughs) that is so destiny, it hurts. It's nice to hear that even in college, you were still you, D. Oh yeah, she knew who she was. And I bet she was just drawing massive dicks. Yes, very nice. piece right that's that's what drew me to it uh, <laughs> little did you know now um and, I know. <laughs> but uh funny enough i i kind of stood there after she just said thanks and i was like Awkwardly. what did i say <laughs> so I was gonna, what was your initial reaction like no look up no nothing thanks i i was kind of i didn't have a reaction i was completely unprepared and so i just kind of stood there awkwardly and quietly and then gradually, like, backed away. And <laughs> did you, like, move out of there? I did. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. It looked like something out of a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, look at us now. We've been through a lot. So yeah. that was that was initial contact. How did you get her to have an actual conversation? Do you remember what, like, step two was? Because then of the third, thanks. Wait till she's drawing another picture? <laughs> no, no. We had a modeling class together. Uh-huh. Um, like a play modeling class, the sculpture class together. And he sat behind me with Hector. Was it Hector? 
I think it was Who's Hector and Jared. So it was Hector and him. And like, I would hear him like making jokes because he was like really fucking funny. And I sat at the front of the class. And then you I would. <laughs> I got nothing behind that. I was really, like, I had a kind, kind of a little crush on our teacher. It was crazy. This is all making more and more sense. No, go on. no, no. I like, feel like, you know, when you go to your friend's house for the first time and their mom like busts open the old like, photo albums i mean like look at them as a baby i feel like we're getting a little bit of baby destiny oh here. my god but um so like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell about the party james i'm gonna tell about the party okay okay so <laughs> we kind of became acquaintances and then we kind of became friends right and so we got invited to this party and i was like james are you going to the party and he's like yeah are you going and i was like i'm only going if you're going and he's like well i'm only going if you're going so we ended up going and um we got there and like nobody else had come or we were really early or something i can't remember remember and so we're sitting there talking this is like like kind of in the middle we're sitting there talking and this girl like in the middle of our conversation climbs on top of james like on his lap and proceeds to make out with him while (laughs) i'm talking to him now at this point i wasn't interested in james like that but i think seeing her do that i was like well maybe there is something to james on this i should have climbed on that lap but i was (laughs) Because I was like, this bitch is hella rude. She did not care that I was sitting there. She even kind of nudged me over with her knee. Like, it was like, cowboy style. And James was like, he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, well, I'm going to excuse myself because <laughs> conversation is over. And then I left. And he, like, when he came up from air, you know, came up from air, he was like, where did Destiny go? And they were like, not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, was like, I wasn't jealous. I was just like, I didn't know anybody else there. And the guy who was throwing the party was hitting on me. It was really creepy. So I was just like, nah, I'm going to leave. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to make him mine. <laughs> that's what happened. Nice. Right. James, how is that scary from your perspective? Because Same. <laughs> it was the exact right, same. Right, but you gotta have some different feelings. No, it was it was pretty much that. All I remember was like talking to Destiny and then all of a sudden this set of lips just came and like <laughs> and then when I came up uh, about five minutes later, Destiny was nowhere to be found. I was gonna say I'm sure you wasted no time getting out of there. No, I was like ghost. <laughs> Right. You know, I don't really like parties anyways. She threw a smoke bomb down and it's gone. <laughs> Straight up Ninja Garden style. Right. <laughs> nice segue. I was I was out a lot more. Like, we went out a lot. I was out all the time. I don't think I was ever at home, which is very different mm. than me now. You're still, you're still out quite often now, no, though. No. More than before. Because, more than when we first met. Because of him, James. And by him, she means Matt. Yes, because you can't see. Special person. Listen, I've had her fooled for about a year now, so I mean, it's it's. I'm just keeping it going at this point. There you go. All right. Well, let's get the podcast going with a round of random questions, as we always do. Uh, And what we're going to do after our last week's little triangular question fun time—that's what I'm going to call it. Love triangle. triangle. We're going to do the same this week. I'm going to ask Darren a question, so that, that way all the pressure isn't on me to think of these fucking questions every week. Uh, Darren, you put that pressure on yourself. Yep, uh, Darren. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you had to choose two, mm-hmm. he didn't think about it beforehand. Either play. Okay, I, hold on. Do you want me to start? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. If, if you had to play Super Mario Sunshine, okay, without flow, uh, flood, flood, yes, flood, okay. or play Resident Evil. Which one's the hardest one? 
they're all they've all got different... Resident Evil Two. Okay. Remake. All right. Without a flashlight. Okay. Which would you rather play and why? Resident Evil Two doesn't have a flashlight. Fuck. If you, if, if you, which one of them has a flashlight that's pretty in, integral to the game? None of them. Okay. If you have to play Resident Evil 2 with... I, are you sure you're okay with... Knife only? Yeah, knife only. We'll do knife, knife only. only. Knife only. Which would you rather play? I would rather play... Um, I, I think Super Mario Sunshine, because I think that might be kind of a more fun, like, platforming challenge. I think... No. No, I take it back. I'm playing Resident Evil 2, because... Res Super Mario Sunshine is don't you think is even physically possible without flood. But do you think you could do, do you think you could beat like three levels? No. No? No. <laughs> I don't like the first like three levels, like you need it. Okay. If it was physically possible, like if it somehow was, I would pick that. Because I think I would rather enter a like platforming challenge that was too difficult than have to deal with knife only in Resident Evil because like I, you die. I I don't have the patience to do that. I don't have the patience to like kite enemies endlessly to try and like knife them slowly. <laughs> uh, but Mario Sunshine, at least with like a platforming challenge, is like I can get better. I can improve. Wait, I can is this work him playing it. the game or him in the game? No, him playing the game. I'm in playing oh, the game. oh, okay. Because so I was like, like you die. Mario Sunshine, because I suck at Resident Evil. All right, good one. I was honestly, I thought you was gonna, you were gonna go with Resident Evil, but I, I feel like slipping and sliding on Super Mario Sunshine would be. You can do that without flood. There's like water in the levels. You yeah, can like that's cut, true. You can wet yourself and then slide. Um, anyways, <laughs> classic gameplay mechanic: wetting yourself. Uh, Darren, can you ask James a question? James, I've got a, a question for you. Are you well. fucking better not asking how to clean shoes? No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm gonna <laughs> I know. I'm going to assume, James, that you've played at least one or two video games in your life. What would make you think that? You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Look to make you an here assumption. Right. I made a, assumptions <laughs> make an ass out of you and me. My word. Except they I just, understand that. Yeah. That's they really saying. only make an ass out of yeah. me. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to continue this assumption, this baseless assumption uh, <laughs> that you've played video games. And I'm going to ask you, um, out of all the vi the video game food, that you've seen different special meals and foods in video games which one do you want to eat the most hmm that is let's see that's a tough question that's a tough question wow. like even for me to try and think about video game food like i thought about the turkeys that drop in in castlevania damn were turkeys just dropping in a lot of old games they were oh. they were like the go-to food drop because there's like streets of rage yeah. yeah, why turkey? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Streets of rage. rage. Yeah, yeah. And Castlevania. I think also I didn't know like turkeys goblins. dropped in. Why would turkeys drop in Castlevania when you were a vampire? Mm, good question. Mm. Right. <laughs> All this poultry. Yeah, I think also Gauntlet. I think also had turkeys. Welcome to the poultry cast. Right. I think Ninja Turtles had pizza though. That's true. I would have uh, been mad if they had poultry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So based on that, I'm torn between the pizza in Ninja Turtles and the souls in Dark Soul. Because, you know, I like to feed on souls every so often. James, what do you think a soul tastes like? That's two I, I think it varies from person to person. Hmm. I feel like those souls in Dark Souls would taste pretty rotten. They've done some questionable things. Bitter? I know, but you can't go wrong with soul food, am I right? Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh, I'll be here all night. That was amazing. <laughs> Good, great it's answer. So clever. That's I would have never thought of souls. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and the power that they give you too. I, I'd probably go with Soul. Yeah, yeah, nice. I like it. That's a great answer, James. Can you can you ask our good old Destiny a question? Uh, sure. Let's see. A little ill prepared. Um, Destiny. As a woman in the gaming industry, um, I have always wondered. Hmm. What do you feel about the recent trend in video games relating to like? female lead characters do you think they're written smartly and and what james picked a very thoughtful question apart from my food question (laughs) my question is not thoughtful as well um man why do we have these guests on the show they always come up with better questions than we do (laughs) i think I'm happy that there that there are more female protagonists because I know like growing up and playing games I always wanted to play like the female and like even in racing games I would pick like the girliest color mm-hmm. just so I could feel like I was playing a female. I like it. I think they're bringing on more female writers and they're getting more like uh, for example um the game that we just talked about, Sinua's Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yeah. I felt like she was really well-written. Oh. Um, I also liked that she wasn't scantily clad and looked like some fucking beach model. So <laughs> I, not there's just nothing wrong with beach models, okay? I'm just tired of seeing that. Yeah, what I would like to see is people of color mm. in the game more representation of that and written well so for example i know i went off about barrett i don't think he was written well i feel like he was written as a stereotypical Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry this is going to sound kind of bad but what Mm -hmm. white people Mm -hmm. think black people should sound like and how they should act right like that's what what japanese people or what japanese people people think you know but their view of what black people are is what's in the media and that's what's of course. like showcased through like Western media, Western Especially media, Western major movies. Like yeah. that's probably their major touchstone. Right. And mm-hmm. the people who own those things are white people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I like the way it's going, but I want to see more diverse characters. Like I was really excited. I don't play resident evil cause I don't like zombie games, but I know in one of those, there's a black female lead five resident yeah, five. five. Yeah. And she was modeled really well. She looked really good. That's another thing. I like them to look more realistic. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm really happy that they're trying. They're taking its baby steps. They're trying. I hope that in the future we get more lead characters. I know Stranger Things. Not Stranger Things. I'm sorry. Life is Strange. Mm. Those female characters were. And that was pretty much a female-led cast. Yes. Yeah, very much so. That was wonderfully done. So, yeah, I think indie games are picking up on it more than, I would say, big-time devs yeah. when it comes to making more realistic females and giving, like, their perspective and things like that. But I think since Life is Strange did so well and some other games did so well that hopefully they'll start picking up on it. And um, I think they have with, like, Laura Croft, the new the reimagining. The new yeah. The, yeah, so... It's also interesting because I think, like, even people who consume the media are starting to grow up a little bit too. Like even if you saw something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which gave you a choice right at the beginning of the game, if you could play as Alexios or play as uh, fucking, what's her name? Now I'm blanking. Cassandra. Cassandra. Thank you. Um, and overwhelmingly when the data came out, the majority of people picked Cassandra, which is awesome. Right. And I mean, like I, I would hope that these kind of things continue on. Mm-hmm. 
Me too. Me right? too. So I think moving forward that it's going to get better. And I just hope like, you know, within Terabang, <clears throat> I, I mean, I worked for them too. I would like in Terabang to start making games with people of color mm -hmm. because we have so many people of color who work mm -hmm. for Interabang and it's owned by a person of color. Mm -hmm. So I hope the next game that they put out, one of the, like the lead or one of the characters is, I mean, I know that I think, I think struggle struggles was supposed to be Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Pacific Islanders. Yeah, and, and but, yeah, and I, yeah. I think that I think that may be in the pipeline. So good, yeah. good. I'm gonna message Justin and be like, um, "Can we get some black chicken?" <laughs> okay, so my question. All right, here we go. Matt, mm -hmm. if you had to make a makeup line based on a video game character, <laughs> that's deep. What makeup products would you make? Why would you make them and how would you showcase them, like advertise them? You know, we've had a lot of questions on this segment. I don't think I've ever been more nervous about answering one, <laughs> just given my lack of knowledge. Um, but you if can I, just pick three. Okay. If, <laughs> if I had to pick, do I have to pick like a video game character to style them after or like, or like the makeup line is like based on video game or like a certain video game? Like, what do you mean? Like, um, so like Disney will do like a makeup palette based off of a character. Right. So okay. Like so, just uh, pick a character. Pick a pick a a type of make like a makeup product and then a character. Three makeup products. Okay. Uh. I, okay. I'll start with uh, eyeliner. Okay. Oh, 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 no. Eyeshadow is good. Eyeshadow. eyeshadow comes in like a couple of colors. It's like very okay. basic. Eyeshadow. Uh huh. I'd I'd make some bayonetta eyeshadow. Okay. I feel like it'd be fierce as fuck. Okay. And I think I think it would have some interesting things. Okay. And it colors. Would the colors be like bold colors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that. Okay. Uh, they'd be both some bold, powerful colors. Is and she does she wear bold colors? She wears black. Okay, then well, that wouldn't work. I think I think you could do stuff though, like bewitching blue or gunmetal gray and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, her yeah. guns are colorful. Stop right? helping him. Thank you, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back so to that. Yeah. Okay. Give me the three products. Eyeshadow, okay. which already okay. said. Right. Um, blush. Blush. That's this stuff. Yes. Okay. And lipstick. And lipstick. Okay. For for lipstick, uh, I'm really trying not to pick stupid things. No. I mean, like, Matt, just go with it. Because I'd make some Bowser lipstick. Okay. I feel, a, a, like a nice green color. Sure. And then you can also get some powerful reds, right? Some like some <laughs> some good popping colors. Yeah. No, some that's not stupid. Okay. Um, and what was the last one? Blush. Blush. <laughs> For blush, I would pick, um, I would pick Tifa. No, Aerith. Aerith. I changed it to Aerith. Okay. She has the garden. She has lots of different plants, lots of different colors that okay. she could pull off. And I feel like she would make some cool and, and like natural, but fresh looking blush. I don't know if those are words used no, to describe blush, perfect. but that's what I'm... <laughs> You did a good job. Yeah, I like it. It. Oh my you god! You made it to the finish line. <laughs> I'd buy it. Yeah. Thank you. Like I, I felt more prepared to answer your "how do you wash your shoe" question. <laughs> than... That piece was a good question because you had to think about. That it. That was a great question. Mm -hmm. Wow, guys, look at us. Look at us. Look at look at me. Learning. Look at us learning. Great job, everybody. That brings us to our next little segment. So we do games that matter sometimes, and we usually like to do it when somebody new comes onto the show. So James. Uh, as your first appearance on the podcast, hopefully of many, 
what is a game that matters to you and why? Hmm. Um, I feel like if I say Final Fantasy VII, that that's probably already been used quite a bit. No. no. That's totally I'll fine. Say like, because okay. it's an amazing I'll, game. I'll say it. That and like, I feel like everybody's story with a game is different. Even if it's a game right. that's been brought up, your your perspective is different, right? Yeah. So okay. Well, then I'll go with that. Um, I I would say Final Fantasy VII. Um, I haven't played the remake yet. I'm a little behind on that, but um, I the original game came out at a time it, when I was a little younger, and I was a very very quiet child and so i was very introspective and um when i first played the game it was um my my first rpg that i had ever played so i wasn't used to the turn-based battle system so um when i got past the intro cutscene, i started playing the fight um the first fight and i was like i don't know what this is and i turned it off <laughs> and it was probably a, a year before i went back to it and um really got into it and started to like the battle system and get to know the characters and give it time. And it was, I, I think the reason why it resonated with me so strongly was that it was such an escape at a time when I really needed one. Uh, because as, as a kid, as a middle child, you know, I felt kind of lost a little bit. And so I kind of stayed in my head a lot and, it was nice to have that escape and it was like a game that offered you these really cool colorful characters um and a very in-depth battle system and just a different world to escape into and really get involved in it's a really interesting mix of like science fiction in midgar and then like fantasy, fantasy. once you go out to the the outer outer areas right like I, I I personally love that. I love mixing like sci-fi with, with fantasy and getting it all messy. Sci-fi fantasy, right? Right. New fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> did did you did that make you try and like play a lot more JRPGs after the fact? Like, did that make oh, you play some other kind of games similar to that? It did. Um, it it was definitely my intro into like the RPG genre, and so of course I got Final Fantasy VIII when it came out. Um, but then I went back and started playing some of the older Final Fantasy games. I played Lunar, um, yeah. which was uh, Silver Star Story Complete, I think it was. And um, just started really getting into the games for more than just the gameplay, but for like the stories and the characters. And Wait, is Lunar for PS1? I think it was. And it was a 2D sprite style art. I think I think I have a copy of that game at my parents' place, unopened from when it came out and just like untouched. Oh, so I'm gonna. Is it a good game? Should I play it? So well, it don't actually, open it. Might it might be it. a collector's. It might be a collector's yeah. item that you have on your hand. So <laughs> I, I'm oh, not man. sure. Um, I would look into it before opening it and playing it. But uh, all right, I will. But yeah, um, I I had brought the deluxe edition with like the it had like a hardbound book inside of it with like a map and all this stuff and um and it really was a a very good game it's of its time and it feels like a traditional like top-down view rpg with mm -hmm. very much turn-based um fighting but mm -hmm. it it was it was very fun and had memorable characters so did you find yourself going back to final fantasy 7 over time like as as, as you kind of grew up if maybe there were times where 
shit was a little harder than you know the normal like did you find yourself kind of going back to it as a comfort game or was it that first experience that kind of always stayed with you and even those memories were like a bit of like a safe space for you to kind of go back go 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 back into um i i think it's more of like the memories are kind of that safe space i still i mean my uh final fantasy 7 copy is back at my parents place and um i'm in georgia now and so my parents live in california so um when I go back, I don't really have a lot of time to jump back into it, but um, it it definitely, when I think back on it, it, you know, even like little things like the soundtrack, sometimes depending on where I'm like walking in the city, if it's like kind of a sketchy area, I hear the sound of the soundtrack of the slums playing in my head. And it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's something that does definitely stay with you, but it also opened me up to other games in that vein so like prior to that or um actually after that i played um legend of zelda ocarina of time and Mm -hmm. um that was my first real dive into like the legend of zelda which became one of my favorite game series um after that nice so that's awesome man well thank you for thank you for hitting us with one of your games that matters Mm -hmm. uh i know that on this podcast there is a lot of love for final fantasy 7 um (laughs) specifically from yo I just want to say, <laughs> even though we joke about it, it's an amazing fucking game. Yeah, of course. Oh, like, I don't like like how you played it. I never went back to replay it because I felt like once I played it, it was like a com- completion. Like, I mm-hmm. felt fulfilled. Yeah. And then I was ready to go on and play, like, other games in a similar style. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Like, it opened me up to other games, but because it was the game that opened me up, that's, like, my OG. Like, whenever yeah, somebody's right. like, what's your favorite, like, one of your favorite games, it's Streets yeah. of Rage and Final Fantasy. It stayed with you, right? Yeah. And, like, I mean, no disrespect to the game. I just like messing with you. Um, <laughs> I've, like, I played through about half of it, and I definitely, after now playing Remake, I am going to go back to it and play it through entirely because I'm curious to see, how, like, just to go back to it. Um, but, yeah, well, that's awesome, James. Thank you so much for, for talking about Final Fantasy VII. Jamesy, do you have a Switch? I don't. I, I uh, okay. So I'm like way behind on the gaming curve. Like I literally just got my first PS4 this past Christmas. So nice. Yeah, I don't I've, even have one. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing catch up. I've been playing a lot of uh, Dark Souls lately, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a stream one day. Maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. All right. Awesome. Well, then let's move on to our next segment. Let's go over to Darren. Darren, you've been not talking too much. So I'm gonna I'm what? gonna pull on you here. Oh, okay. What's new? Uh, um, uh, Are you summoning something? Uh, <laughs> you don't nothing. say. I I I am trying really hard to think about something new. I don't think I did a single thing this entire time of note. I literally just for the past few days surfed Reddit, watched YouTube videos. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm. I'm. I'll say I'm something I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to start watching the second season of the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Nice. I've heard it's funny as fuck. Have any of you seen the What We Do in the Shadows movie? Yeah, no. that's, that's the one, one with Taika Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? Uh, you're thinking of Deadly Shadows. That's the one with Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows is like a comedy mockumentary about vampires living in New Zealand. Wait, I thought he was in a. Wasn't he a vampire in some movie? Yeah, Deadly Shadows. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what we do in the shadows, yeah. Comedy mockumentary. They turned it into a TV show instead of vampires in New Zealand. It's vampires in New York. 
I think. Mm-hmm. Um, except it's filmed like entirely in my hometown, and in like it's filmed in Mississauga. Is but, it actually? But it takes place in like the suburbs of New York. Or no something way. Like that. Okay. And um, it is made by the creator of the movie, uh-huh. so it's not like someone's just trying to make like a easy ripoff. Like right. it's the same. The first season was like just as good as the film, and I hear that the second season is like even better where are you watching it at uh before it's on it's on fx but f no like fx is also its own channel yeah uh they do like it's always sunny in philadelphia they do um but fx is owned by fox atlanta's on fx fx was owned by fox now owned by by disney Disney. okay okay so in the u.s (laughs) fx is fox no there's actually two different channels yeah but we just call it fox no, there's like actually two different channels. US. Like Fox and FX are two different. There's also FXX. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When did that start? Um, last... Oh, it was probably 10 years ago, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, 10 years I would ago? say probably in the last yeah. 10 years. It is like one of the newer channels. But yeah, there's FX and like Fox is its own thing. But yeah. Because yeah. FX was like where they started. Like, I, I remember it because they started showing like shows like Nip Tuck mm-hmm. and things like that on it and Spike. Yeah. Nip Tuck was on FX? Uh, um, they. I think so, yeah. There were like the Americans, I think, was one. And uh, I'll look up a list. Fargo, the Fargo TV show was. Because I watched FX. Nip Tuck. Yeah, Justified, Nip Tuck, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, The League, Sons of Anarchy. I guess I just yeah. thought it was Fox because it said FX. Yeah, like, Atlanta's on FX as well. Yeah, Atlanta's FX. Well, I don't watch Atlanta on FX. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know, I know. Now I'm going to be watching it on the internet because I don't have mm-hmm. FX anymore. Yeah. But, um, Darren, yeah, would, I, would I like this? Um, it's like, it's like the same, it's like the quirky humor of Thor Ragnarok, but like dialed up a lot quirkier. Maybe I'll give it a watch. I've heard it's hilarious. I've heard it's really funny. It's like very like awkward misunderstanding humor, but I think it's like, it's funny. Cool. It's really, really funny. That's awesome. James, what about you? What's, what's new? What have you been up to? Oh, just animating. (laughs) Are you guys still in lockdown? Like, are you, are you at home all the time? Um, I am. Georgia, Georgia's strange. I mean, Georgia kind of opened up um, in uh, what a lot of people would call a premature fashion. And um, mm-hmm. so, but um, we're, we're still kind of like isolating until everything is a little more clear. Um, For sure. I normally, what I would do um, in between like my downtime, um, I would go and do jujitsu, but because of the situation, that's been um, put on hold for the time being. Um, yeah. So I've I've just been at home a lot and yeah, just drawing. Yeah. How's the animating going? Are you so like so in Terabang, uh, just recently, like in the last two weeks, put out Jane Silent Bob Mall Ma- Brawl. Brawl, right? Uh, Darren and I were actually playing a bit of it before the podcast started, just to kind of get a feel for the game. Uh, okay. It's awesome so far. So congrats! I know you kind of tangentially worked on it a little bit, um, but the game is a lot of fun. And now you're working on the next project, right? Can you tell us just a little bit, just like an overview of what you're working on? Yeah, so it's it's basically a project called Jay and Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch. And um, it follows Jay and Bob on a crazy new adventure. And um, yeah, so it's uh, I, I basically do the character design and concept art um, and then help the animation. So I kind of, you know, set up how the characters move give them their kind of personality, make sure their movements have like the right weight and posture and all that stuff. I have to say from videos I've seen on YouTube, like I, I really like the animation and the art. It looks really good. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. They they 
give me a lot of uh, creative freedom. And so it's it's often the case where they say, you know, if you think you're going too far, go further, and then we can dial it back from there. So um, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys are partnered with Adult Swim Games, right? On the Jane Silent Bob series. Is that right? I don't believe so. No, my, maybe I read I something was, was that? Uh, that was for Super for, Combo Man. Super Combo Man, yeah. That was for Super Combo Man? Okay, sorry, my bad. Okay, well then that's awesome. So how did that, can you talk a little bit about like how that... Wait, you didn't ask me how, what I've been up to, and we're going into the interview. Okay, I'll get all ask after. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. I haven't talked about my stuff either, yet, Dustin. I, I know, but I feel like we're going into the actual thing. Now. I just want to pick his brain a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'll pick his brain after. All right, cool. So then, like, outside of animating, have you been watching anything, playing anything? Have you been doing anything, reading anything? Um, or just kind of relaxing, kicking back a bit? I've, I've, most of the time has been, honestly, just work. Um, mm-hmm. But in between, I'll find, like, little windows to go and, like, if I need to relieve some stress, I'll go and challenge myself with a couple of games of Dark Souls or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you playing the first one? Uh, yes. Yeah. The um, I, I came a little late to it. So um, I, the first game, the first game in the Dark Souls series I played was the second one, which I found out afterwards a lot of people think is like the worst of the series. But it's still a good game. But yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, and I was I was challenged by it. Like when I first picked it up, I was like, um, I had beaten a boss, and then you know gotten arrogant and like died, and then went back to go get my souls and fell off of a cliff, and I was like, I just lost ten thousand <laughs> souls, and I like put it away. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> but, and I went back to it, and so I've been I've been kind of playing that. Nice, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I go. How far are you in the first game? Where um, are you? Ooh, I I just beat uh, that. Uh, what was the guy, the chaos guy down in the uh, depths? Oh, like the chaos Ma- fire stage, or um, like the the one after you beat Artorius. So I beat Artorius, and then you go through oh, Ulysseal. Manus? Manus, yeah, that guy. I just I just whooped him pretty nice. Pretty yeah, so. That is one of the most difficult fights in like the whole series. So, oh yeah, like that. Awesome. Yeah, was, Good job. <laughs> yes, thank you. I felt I felt cool. good. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks, James. Destiny, what about you? What's what's new, Destiny? Uh, don't do that. What's the new? reason why I said that is because I didn't want you to ask him all the questions and him talk about everything he can talk know. about. Okay. I'm just I know. Okay. I'm just giving a shit. What's new? Seriously. <laughs> all right. So um oh I also wanted to say that James and I work on the webcomic and he's our lead artist for the webcomic as well. What oh. and what's what's the webcomic? I don't want to plug it. Plug, what? plug it. James, can you plug the webcomic? No, don't do it, because I want this to be about this. Okay, fine. We'll get you to plug it another time. We'll get you to do it. um, So what I've been doing is I've been watching this anime called The Ancient Magus Magus? Magus Bride. I've heard it's really good. It is. Like I started it a while ago, and then I stopped, and I started it again. So I've been watching that. Um, How How do you like it? I really like it. Yeah? I really like it. I feel a little weird because, like, there seems like there's a huge age gap between the two main characters. But I guess because, like, one of the characters is, like, not really human. What else is okay. I remember, I remember seeing the the poster for it, and I was like, that looks weird as fuck. But I've heard it's really, really good. It is really good. 
My brother's been trying to get me to watch it. And they keep like iterating, like he's just like a child too. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Good old anime rules. Yeah. So um, that I restarted Broforce on the hardest <sighs> setting. Nice. Um, is it a I big? Just is it a big? Love that game. Is it a big difficulty spike? Like, is it noticeably there, harder? Well, no. Okay, so at first I was like, this shit is the same, and then as we kept going, I noticed there are lots more enemies. Mm, oh, I see. So that's what makes it like a little harder. And then it's like you know you keep playing it, and then you do stupid mistakes that get you killed. It's not. It doesn't feel like the game is harder. It feels like I keep fucking up. Like yeah. Yeah. I definitely shouldn't have jumped then. You know. So playing that, still playing some Animal Crossing. I'm I. I feel upset because Flick still hasn't visited my island, <laughs> and it's lagging my game. You have too many. Too I many have bugs. too many bugs, and it's lagging my game. But I don't want to get rid of the bugs because I know I'll make a lot of money. I get. I guarantee you, if you hit the point that you're like, I'm gonna sell these fucking bugs, they'll show up like the next day. Yeah, I'm not. I just stopped catching them, and I'm trying. I'm making new friends. Um, on the game, like other like um, black female black friends on the game. And that's really cool because I don't have, I didn't realize this, but I don't have a lot of female friends who are black who also game. Interesting. Nice. I, I didn't know that. Are so, you meeting them through the Facebook group? Yeah, I'm meeting them through the Facebook group. I'm actually part of a black Facebook group thing but i don't really talk to people on facebook so i'm just like lurking yeah <laughs> you watch other people talk. i watch other people talk but in this group <laughs> i actually i'm actually speaking and i'm like participating and nice. like talking so i added some new people and i was really excited about them that's, that's awesome. awesome that's so cool and i've been following this guy who i now have a star crush on his name is Patrick McLeod, he's hilarious. I don't know if you, I don't know, James, I don't know if you've seen him. I'll, I'll send him to you, but he's a gamer. Okay. Okay. Is he the guy that does the uh, uh, dad jokes with the yes. kind of dreads? Yes. Oh, I love that guy. He's hilarious. I love him. He is so Oh funny. my God. He's so funny. Yeah. And he's like, I, the first thing I noticed, like I watched his videos like a long time ago at like this party, they had it playing. But the first thing I noticed is he has a tattoo of the Triforce on his hand oh, from Zelda. Good taste. So I was like, yeah, he's dope. So now I'm like commenting on his stuff, like, please, Senpai, notice me. <laughs> and so he'll like some of my comments, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in there. <laughs> and yeah, that's what I've been doing. Just that's awesome. Going, yeah, I'm working. I'm working on the comic. Very cool. Matt, Matt, what are you up to? More Persona. Yeah, more persona. Yeah. I'm not. I'm seeing a little bit more of the new stuff. Um, continues to be awesome. I'm not gonna really spend much time on it. Uh, more Animal Crossing. Um, like I said, I did play some of the uh, Jan Silent Bob Mall Brawl, and I, I think it would be really cool if we did a let's play on it too. If we did an episode of Bob Games, we can do some co-op brawling. Okay. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's hard. Yeah, the first level killed me. I couldn't beat it. Yeah, it's tough. I but suck at the game. Yeah. You should try to play Super Combo Man. We should. We'll do that too. Um, outside of that, I mean, I've just been watching more anime. I and I've also restarted um, Star Wars: uh, Clone Wars, the animated show, the animated series. Yeah, uh, I, it's just wrapping up on Disney Plus now. So I kept hearing about how good it gets, and I like Star Wars, so I started that. Do you like it? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I'm like eight, only eight or nine episodes into the first season, so I still got a long ways to go. But uh, I've just heard so much about Ahsoka and her journey through the show, and I'm so curious to see what her story is. Um, so I started that, and it's great so far. Oh, so. the 3D animated one. Yeah, yeah. You know what's weird? I never liked 
any of the spinoffs of Star Wars. I only like the first three, and I don't mean like the prequel. The original, I mean, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's it. I only like those three, and then everything else. Sorry, <laughs> I jump. Everything else, I'm kind of like meh. Yeah, I've I've been kind of the same. Um, but I've just heard such good things about the series, mm. and they said that it's some of the best Star Wars period. Like, not even just, like, a TV show, like, the best Star Wars. And um, with uh, Rosario Dawson being rumored to be playing Ahsoka... In another movie? In another... In, like, in, in the future, whether oh. it's Mandalorian or this, there's rumors about her taking on the role. Um, I want to learn about the character, so I'm in. I'll, That's interesting. Yeah. She seems... You, James, do you think she'd be a good fit for her? Because Ahsoka seems so young. She's... Well, she gets older as the series goes, but she's, like, the well, yeah. top fan cast... From what I understand. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you watch much Star Wars, James? I, to be honest, I don't. I don't. I did. Um, I, as a kid, I didn't really get into it. I was more into like bad horror movies and things like that. So, um, Star Wars was a little before my time. And well, you can kind of call the new Star Wars movies kind of like a bad horror movie. <laughs> That's what I hear. <laughs> James, have you seen the, the original three, like all the way through? Yes, oh. I I did. Um, I did a watch party with one of my good friends not too long ago, and we watched all three of them. And yeah, they I could see why they were such a phenomenon when they first came out, mm-hmm. and I, I I developed an appreciation for them. Let's say that. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to our main topic for today's episode. So, James, you work like as we said, like as a developer, you work inside the games well, industry. Not, not a developer. Not a developer, but an animator, right? Yes. Like, I mean, I'm just kind of wait. Using, what's the difference? I'm using developer De- as like an umbrella term. Developer usually implies like a programmer, someone who's doing like the the code development on the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Is That's that shitty? Or- because I would think anybody who's helping. To develop, the yeah, game that's always how I understood. Yeah. yeah, am I wrong? I could be very wrong. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you're wrong, but I don't like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I've always just understood as a developer, as someone who works at like a development studio, yeah, who's okay. making part the game. of the dev team, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so what's something that we've talked about before, and one of the most prevalent and consistent stories that gets like you know brought up in the video game industry is crunch, right? For anyone unaware, crunch is usually referred to as the insane hour. Sorry, um, that video game developers will have to work either early on or trying to hit milestones or even right up to right up until uh, the launch of the game usually to squash bugs and make sure everything is running you know up and uh, as it should be um, and a lot of the times especially in some of the bigger development studios people will work incredible hours being like you know 15 16 17 hour days seven days a week for months on end um, and we've talked about it before on, on a previous episode but I wanted to get your kind of insight on on crunch and like and I don't, you don't have to get specific about your experiences, but like, you know, just kind of like, how do you feel about crunch? Like, have you had to deal with it before? Is it as training as, you know, people say that it is, that, you know, as people say that it is and kind of what you think about the video game crunch in a nutshell. But yeah, so what I wanted, where I wanted to start was just kind of like your, your feelings on crunch. Like, do you have any feelings? Have you experienced it? Um, yeah. So I have experienced uh, crunch in um, a few, a few points um, in this sort of career. And I think initially I kind of accepted it as par for the course. Um, we're, we're kind of like a smaller dev team. So, um, you know, things probably aren't as crazy as they could be like a larger studio. But I remember when we were first, um, starting the, uh, fig campaign for the, uh, 
project that I'm working on. Um, I was still working a part-time job at the time. And by part-time, I mean like 30 plus hours. So it was almost full-time. Wow. Yeah. And so yeah. I was doing that and then coming home after work and working until sometimes until like the sun came up and then I put it down, get a few hours of sleep and then go back to work and then, you know, rinse and repeat. And mm -hmm. that would be like the setup of my week. And so it got to the point where I was like falling asleep next to my work and waking up and having it staring at me in the face. And um, it did get a little depressing. Um, and at that time I was living you know, with the roommate. And so we kind of worked on our own schedules. And, um, but once we got things underway, I was able to kind of work things out where um, I was still working long hours because as an indie developer, you kind of get used to that. Yeah. And um, I think what changed for me was that um, when I met my partner, um, who I've been with for about six and a half years now um it introduced something outside of what i saw in front of um and so it, it kind of like pulled me out of that cycle and um even further than that he um saw that i needed an outlet for my stress and like some sort of physical activity incorporated um into my work schedule so that i had some sort of balance and so he, um, for my birthday one year, he got me jujitsu lessons. And so that kind of forced me to remove myself from the context of work all the time. And it also um, helped me to find a little bit more of a sense of balance. I still, you know, work pretty long hours now and still feel the pressures of crunch sometimes. But with that sense of balance, it doesn't feel like there's this constant weight on top of you as much. So um, I just wanted to say, I remember like when I was working for them and I was working two jobs and we were living in Florida and how absolutely stressful that was. Mm. And that's something that we haven't really focused on is like the significant others of people who work in the industry. And that's great because at the time, like I was dating someone, but like it was, it really was like work, other job, home and it was like i don't think i think i was stressed out all the fucking time mm -hmm. when we lived together like i was just like on edge all the time mm -hmm. like so bad that like i got like the severe headache remember and we had to go to the emergency room like i was just like it was so much and it's because like um you if you're working at home so like we worked remotely and james still works remotely it's really hard to it was for me and i know it is for you to balance your time between work because you feel like if you're at home you should be working mm -hmm. very much and how much of that do you think is just like internal versus external pressure right like is it is it you feeling like oh if i spend another hour on this i can make it better and like i can, I can do this today or do you feel like it could be just kind of work itself actual being like yeah actual that. deadlines that are kind of breathing down your neck i think for me it was a little bit of both i think for me i felt very insecure working at the company um, because I was one of the only girls there mm -hmm. and because I just never felt like my work was good enough. Mm -hmm. So that was like really stressful. And I know I would talk to James about it all the time and I'd be like, I just, I don't feel like 
I'm good enough. Like, I don't feel like I should be taking any payments. I feel like, and James is like, you have to be paid for your work. But I just did not feel like I was at that level. So I think for me, it was a lot of, I should be doing this. And I think I could have done better if I felt more supported, more supported. I think. And it's not that they didn't support me. I don't want to say Interbank didn't support me, but I don't think I reached out and said, I think I did at one point, I talked to Justin and I like broke down and I was crying and I was like, I just don't feel like anything I do is like good enough, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like you don't like anything I do. And da, 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 da. and it wasn't that, it was just that these were like my own insecurities about like my own work working in the industry. And I feel like all artists have that. And I think being an artist is a really hard job, especially when you have to do someone based on somebody else's expectations mm -hmm. and you're trying to reach that. So there's that mentality and there's crunch time. And when you're on crunch time, you're not really doing the best you can do because you're right. not doing it at your own pace as an right. artist. So um, yeah, it was, it was a struggle for me, yeah, like a huge struggle. It seems like art is not something that you can just like forced to be good like it's not right. something you can rush through like you have to take your time and actually like put a lot of creative effort and creativity is not something yeah that just happens yeah what about you what about you james is it more internal or external kind of just generally speaking i think to echo what destiny just said it is sometimes a little bit of both um it's actually often a little bit of both because i know for me when i had a job that i had to go to and i had to clock out it was easy for me to just let that go and let that be where it was. But um, when it's at home and it's staring you in the face, sometimes you're like, well, if I spend another hour or two on this, I could definitely finish this or I could definitely make it look better. And um, then it's like, you know, external elements like crunch and, um, you know, getting it done on time, but still making it look good, just kind of compound you know the pressure that you all already feel sometimes so i definitely feel like that's one of the hardest things like um as an artist working for an, a company is being pressured to make something and you feeling like it's not the best you could do mm -hmm. because right. you have like a time constraint and all of that i know before i moved to um korea like i helped a little bit with the character design and coloring of like the characters and then i was like oh you know when i moved to korea i can still do this like i can still work remotely and i just couldn't i couldn't yeah. do it it was just like way too much and i realized like walking away from it i feel like i learned a lot and like i was happy that i walked away from it because it made me realize that like i don't think i could work in an industry where i'm constantly being pressured to create some something in somebody else's vision because it just never feels like good enough you know and the thing is is that like they have a certain idea in their head and some people aren't always good at communicating right what their vision mm -hmm. and then they're like okay just do it this is kind of what i want just do it and then you spend a lot of fucking time on it and they're like, that's, and they're like that's not at all what I want. <laughs> it's almost like an expectation is like you as an artist should understand what they want. Yeah. Right. And that was fucking stressful. <laughs> I I also have some other friends in the, the graphic design industry who are have told me numerous occasions that sometimes I like for independent graphic design work, clients are the worst part of the job because they'll expect so much yeah. and they'll expect things that are sometimes not even like physically possible. 
like if they're like oh here you i want you to incorporate this image into this work or something like yeah. that but like can you show me like the back of the image and it's like what there's no it's a picture there's no back to this yeah, like things what, like what that you, or where people will look at your art style but expect you to do a completely different art style you know what i mean like they see your work and what you can do and what you're comfortable with and they're like oh i see you draw like people um can you draw me a landscape with some dogs and maybe some cats <laughs> yeah. and um in a picasso style yeah. and throw a so to kind of, yeah to kind of touch on that like and i know destiny you were just saying about how like working on something that's not entirely your own i mean james working with such like a iconic and kind of cult classic you know uh franchise as the jane bob Simon bob series right the clerk series um do you feel that kind of pressure to get things done a certain way? Because I know you mentioned earlier in the episode that you have a lot of freedom. Um, do you feel like a pressure to animate or to to make things a certain way that's based on the characters? Or do you kind of like putting your own little spin on it and kind of making it feel more your own? Um, I think I like to focus on with the source material, like with characters that are directly from the source material, I try and capture certain elements of that and have it be faithful to the, you know, to what it's referencing. And um, I think that I put a little pressure on myself where that's concerned because it's like, you know, you people that are playing it are going to be like, oh, these are the characters that I watched in the movies. Uh, you know, this character wouldn't do that or he wouldn't move like that. And so you don't want to be responsible for a mistake like that. Um, but with the characters that aren't, you know, canon or like they're not from the films or anything, I feel pretty com complete freedom with those. And I, I always, it's force of habit, but I always give the characters like some sort of backstory and a voice in my head. And I oh, always nice. give them like certain mannerisms and posture. So like it makes sense for the characters so that they kind of creates that sort of suspension of disbelief. Like, you're like, oh, I've seen that person. I've seen that, you know, mall security guard before or, you know, whatever the case may be. All right, nice. I, I have another question kind of trying to uh, bring it back to the crunch aspect, but also for artists specifically, um, is it normal as someone like, I've never been in the art industry at all. Is that kind of normal to bring a lot of work home with you? I know now you physically are required to bring work home with you, but because um, you're talking a lot about yeah working at home, falling asleep at your desk, and is that is that normal? Is it, that something that's it like? It depends an... on the company you work for. Like, Interbing is a small developing uh, developer, so a lot of the people they hire um, don't live in the same city, mm. so they don't like work in the office space, so they work remotely. Period. Right. Um, so I wouldn't say it's like common. It just depends on what kind of company you work okay. for. So like if you worked for Blizzard, you wouldn't take that no, home. No, you just do it at yeah, the office. Yeah, you would just do it at the office. Yeah. They would probably not want you to take that home. Right. Let alone how much home you'd actually be able to go to, right? Yeah. Like if, especially in something like Crunch. Right. Does working remotely like that, James, like do, is that something that you like? Because like especially for me, like just kind of looking from the outside in, I know even like when – days at work are hard right like even for us our job is great but there are there are shitty days right like yeah i know like being able to see you and talk to you and like be physically around each other is something that can kind of help 
me deal with the anxiety or with the with the you know mental health aspect of any sort of job um is working remotely all the time do, do you feel that sort of camaraderie with your team like it's you know kind of being in the trenches together or is it something that you're used to working by yourself so it's something that like you've just kind of grown accustomed to i'm only laughing because i wish you knew the team <laughs> like, if you knew the team, yeah. <laughs> you would know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, so. With some of the uh, the team members and everything, like you, you build a sort of like rapport, and you build like a certain level of familiarity. So it's like you start to realize at the meetings um, every week, you realize people's personalities, and so. It, our, our meetings aren't like you know office board meetings and it, <laughs> it's not, not really as formal so you know and plus the source material that we're working with jay and silent bob is crass as hell so it's like you know a lot yeah. of the discussions are like you know flopping balls and like boobs yeah <laughs> even when i worked for them yeah yeah and so, they did not care yeah so it's 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 really fun and it's it's kind of a nice little time to commiserate and like joke around and all that um and i think um so i think yeah that that's fine um working from home i i think now i have like a strong support base here you know like i said my partner he's been very supportive um and so he he gets when when he understood what I was doing and like he saw the process of animating and like character design, he got it and he was been nothing but supportive and you know it's 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 been it's been good. I've I've um, fallen into my rhythms and I'm getting to bed at a more reasonable hour these days, so it's good. I'm glad he's making you do that because you would you would make <laughs> me angry because he would he would. He would like, James is like a yes person. Like you ask him to do something usually. And if you're like his friend, he'll be like, yeah, even though he has like a fucking mountain of things to do. So it would be like, James, just, you know, if you can't do it, just let me know. No, no, I got it. I got it. And you find out he didn't sleep at all. (laughs) So I'm really glad that your partner is like, supporting you like that no i'm i'm so serious Mm -hmm. he's the most supportive partner i've ever seen james is so lucky i am so jealous (laughs) like even for his birthday he bought him this shirt with our web comic on it i mean like and he shares our fucking he shares our web comic every week james doesn't even share our web comic (laughs) facebook i'm bad about that but i do share i I like it and comment on instagram so he does like it like yeah. if he sees it on Instagram, he'll like it. Yeah. He doesn't share it, but he'll like it. <laughs> but my point yeah. is, it's okay because I don't, I don't share it on Facebook either that often, so don't feel bad. Uh, um, I think next time we have a topic, I would love it if, if you could ask your partner if he would like to answer some questions about being with someone who is in the game industry and who. Um, has to go through their partner going through a crunch time because that is something that we haven't really talked about and we don't actually have like a lot of people we could bring on to that but yeah he is amazing i'm not gonna say his name he is amazingly supportive like 
James is so lucky, but also his partner is very lucky to have yeah. him. No, that, so. I think that'd be a really interesting topic. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw it. There was a documentary that came out after um, the new God of War game came out, uh, where Corey Balrog, who is the uh, executive director of the game, um, talking about like basically like not getting to see his like wife and kids and stuff for like an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. like, and that's, I think that's kind of like an untold story of people that have to live with people that are doing yeah. that. Be very mindful of that. I, uh, you know, like, so now I communicate it pretty openly because in the past I would just be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got it. And then yeah. you know, now I'm just kind of like, I'm stressed. Just give me a minute and I'll come talk to you. <laughs> but it's like in the past, I would just be like, oh, I got it. I'm okay. And, and then, you yeah, know, and I, would not be I, okay. That would not be okay. <laughs> and I would, like she said, I would uh, stay up all night because it's like if I if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to try my damnedest to make it happen because I, you know, I try and keep my word as much as possible. And so, even to so my detriment. You said earlier that for sure. <laughs> you said you said earlier that like, uh, especially when you first kind of joined the industry, right? Like it was you kind of accepted crunch or like the longer hours is kind of par for the course, right? Right. Um, do you think that's commonly the case with maybe younger developers who are first starting out? Like they accept something like, you know, they accept crunch just because it's- This is the way it is. Yeah, this is the way that it is. So this is the way that, you know, I just I just have to kind of grind it out. Or do you feel like this is something that, you know, should be changed as time goes on? You know what I mean? Like, is it, is it something that you kind of accepted because you felt like it was just normal? I have a question oh. to add on to your question. Yeah. I know like when, before he came on to Interrobang, um, I was working there and so he saw what I was going through. So I wanna know if like, because you saw what I was going through, did that like affect how you, when when I told Justin to bring you on, if that kind of was like, well, I see what she has to go through. So I know at some point in time, I'm gonna have to go through that as well. I think, yeah, I think I was um, mentally prepared for it because of the stories you hear about it and um, all of that. Um, and I think, and I don't wanna like speak for anybody in particular, but I, I feel like at certain points that was the case um, a lot of the time that people just accepted it because um, you know you don't wanna risk losing your job. And I, I know when we graduated, jobs were so scarce, you know. So scarce. And um, so people, were doing whatever they had to do to keep their jobs. Um, and so I, I that might have something to do with it. I think um, it, it may have been the case um, that this is like been what's been happening in the industry for a long time. And so people just haven't like challenged it. Um, mm -hmm. that, that could be it as well. Do you think that like in the future um, is, is crunch just always going to be a part of the industry just because from a lot of the um, research that I've done and from, um, to, you know, people like outlets that have uh, inter not interrogated, uh, investigated it and talked about it a lot, there, there kind of seems to be like two main camps of thought where you can try and alleviate crunch as much as you can, but it'll always kind of be there. Or do you think that this is something that can and will change as kind of the industry continues to kind of mature and evolve? that maybe 20 years from now, crunch won't be a problem anymore? Or do you think that's just like an inherent part of the industry? Um, I think 
to an extent, it might be an inherent part of the industry just because I feel like, you know, deadlines are going to be there regardless. Um, I think um, how people choose to handle them um, might need to be challenged at some point because I feel like in a lot of cases, um, especially with um, some of the games that have been released recently, I feel like people would probably like to wait a little longer for a game that's as good as it could have been versus, you know, rushing to meet a deadline and releasing a subpar product. Or, um, so, I, right. you know, but, but again, that's, it's probably, it has to go through a lot of channels to get something like a deadline changed. So I think, again, crunch is probably going to be a part of the industry. I think as long as you have like the human, like as long as you have people like working, I mean, like obviously there's always going to be some crunch. Sometimes people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Sometimes you have to fire people, like so many things. It's such a volatile environment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like anything could happen and any small inconsistency is going to add to that crunch time at the end like close to the, yeah. the deadline. I know like when we were uh, doing Terabank, we went through a couple of programmers. So like, and like you go through a couple of artists, like it's it's, it's kind of like a rotating the door the, almost. The, the turnover rate is high. Yeah. I would say the turnover rate was high for us because we were a small indie company. In right. And the, it's not like we had like huge games under us. Mm-hmm. that you know what i mean it was like right. their first game so it was like people expected a certain thing but in a small indie company people are wearing many different hats mm-hmm. and you're doing a lot of things like mm-hmm. you might have been brought on to do one specific thing but because the team is so small you end up doing multiple things right you know and so that's also bogging that person down you're not able to complete one project because you're working on several different projects right so it just depends on how like a company is i do also think like crunch time will always be there because there's always something that's happening that you just can't control it's not a controlled situation right so that's my that's a good way of putting it yeah nice Okay, guys. Well, I think that brings us to a, a good stopping point to, uh, for, for this discussion. There's, there's one piece of news that we're going to hit on here. Uh, and that one piece of news is I'm pulling from an article from Wired.com coming from the way of Julie Muncie. Unreal Engine 5 has been announced. Uh, this week, Epic Games, a company that makes engines and prints Fortnite money, debuted a tech demo for Unreal Engine 5, the newest iteration of its popular Unreal Engine. So this is going to be released in full in 2021. They released like a, what was it, like a nine or 10 minute long uh, demo running on a PS5 and the engine looks fucking beautiful. It looks dope. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard the word triangle said so much in a presentation before. So many triangles. They're very, very excited about- Well, that uh, has to do with the modeling. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. It's just, it's just funny that they kept bringing up triangles. Well, that's important though. I know, well, oh, again, okay. yeah, I understand, I understand okay. why. It's just that, like- <laughs> There's just an inherent comedy and the word triangle. Oh, it's being said like they said it like 15 times over the course of the presentation. So it was just a lot of triangles. I understand how impressive it is. It's just like there's a lot of triangles. <laughs> okay, can I just like because when we went to school for James went for game art and I went for animation, but because at the time we went, they started turning animation into 3D animation and 
the the point is is that having so many it takes a long time and a lot of computer power to uh render a mm-hmm. scene so the fact that they're able to do this with this engine means like things will look oh that's why things look so realistic mm-hmm. because in the beginning it used to be um you modeled everything as low poly as you could. And then what made it pop was your texture map. Uh, So now it's kind of like, we're almost at the same level. People are able to model things in like high definition and the game engines are able to run it. Right, nice. There's more details and things like that. Right. Yeah, I I think it's super cool. Um, It's obviously gonna be a little while before we see any kind of results from this because it's it's going to be a second before it comes out. Um, but another thing that they actually announced was that like um, for indie developers who want to use Unreal Engine 5, they're able to use it without any sort of costs. Like they'll, they'll, they won't, the only time they'll have to start paying Epic is once they break a million dollars sold. Um, so I think that's super friendly and like, cause from what I understand Unreal, it's, it's a pretty great engine to use. There's a reason why a lot of developers use it. Yeah. Do you guys use Unreal, James? Um, no. I have no idea. Like, no, we I believe we use Unity. Nice. Okay. Cool. Um, have you played with Unreal ever at all? Like, is, is do you have any experience with it whatsoever? None whatsoever. Actually, um, None. we use the uh, I believe we use the old Unreal Engine in school. I don't remember which version. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I don't know which version it was. Yeah. I think it was probably, like I think four came out like ten years ago or something like that. So it's we're been, old. It's been a second that uh, they've come out. Yeah, we probably used like Unreal One. Yeah. <laughs> Back from the original Back from Unreal the original, tournament when yeah. things looked like they did in Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, so we'll. I'm sure we're gonna feel Unreal Engine Five a lot next gen. One thing that I think I also want to shout out: Have, have James or Destiny, have either of you used uh, ZBrush before? Yes. I think that's one of the cool things. That you're, what, have you used it? James? I haven't. I've seen it being used though. Yeah, I I wanted. Um, to I don't know. Right, right, right. Um, De- Destiny, if you've used it, can you tell me? Because the the video made a big deal about how now you can just basically like port things from ZBrush to yeah, that's Unreal what I was Engine, saying like, instantly because we can now model things with a high poly count. Right. Oh, you okay. can just model, you don't have to make something low poly and l- rely on the textures. Yeah. Because before they would model something, they would make it in ZBrush and then they would export the texture mapping right. and put that onto the low poly uh, model. Now you don't need to do that. Now amazing. you can just make it in ZBrush with all the nooks and crannies and wrinkles and pores. And you can just take that and just, like, oh, it works. And just put it into Unreal without the middleman. That'll hopefully make it like so much easier for artists. It will. It'll make it a lot easier and it's going to look a lot fucking better. Although we'll, we'll see what that does for file sizes because in the video they're showing off this like movie quality asset statue apparently like one of those statues is 10 gigabytes oh my god of like data that that's raw though that's like uncompressed yeah, yeah. but still that's a lot so we'll we'll see but what that includes like that it wasn't just a a blank model right that included the texturing yeah. the hair yeah. the, and the animation yeah that yeah, would yeah. that makes sense oh no i don't mean the character model i oh. mean like the they in the video, they go into this tomb, and there's like this one statue, and uh-huh. then they enter a room with like a hundred of those statues. Yeah. One of those statues was ten gigabytes. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, so I think they're gonna come up with some creative yeah. storage solutions then, if, if and compression More to compression. be able to get that down, yeah. right? 
Awesome. Uh, the other, last quick thing that I want to shout out uh, for anybody who's listening, you can catch GTA 5 free on the Epic Game Store until May 21st. So if you're interested in owning GTA 5 and spending absolutely nothing, hop over to the Epic Game Store and grab it there. You also get like a $10 uh, coupon when you get it completely free. So like anything over like 15 bucks, you can use 10 bucks completely free. Um, Is this towards the quarantine or they're just... Giving. They're just doing it. Epic Game Store does a lot of. They do free games quite often. Ah, okay. Um, and this is just their latest one. So maybe I don't. I'm not sure if Corona had any impact on it or not. But they have like a huge sale going on right now. So if you're interested, hop over there, get GTA 5 for free. And there's also like, they're going to be doing more free games like every week throughout all of May. There's like a leaked list that apparently includes like Civ 6 and the Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, and oh, cool. I, and I can't remember the last. Oh, Ark Survival Evolved. So. Keep your eye on there if you want to go and get some free stuff. But yeah, uh, just just so you guys know, if you want GTA Five free, go get it there. Destiny, you don't like Ark? No. <laughs> I went like one time, like really quick story, and this guy liked me, but I didn't like him. But he like he invited me on, and then I didn't play for a while, and he got upset because I started talking to someone else, and he's like, "Oh, haha, I killed you and ate your body." Oh my god. <laughs> hmm. It looks like you dodged the bullet there. I'm fucking freaked <laughs> yeah. out, and he's like, "I don't know why you're so upset. It's just a game." I was like, "Um, that's a red fucking flag. That's weird." Right. <laughs> that seemed a little. Like, even spiteful. if you can do it in the game, like that's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. And he was just like, "You just wanted you to be a. a you just wanted you to be a part of him." <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Meet the weirdest fucking people. I swear. <laughs> oh my god. Well, but yeah, well, that brings us to the end of the show. James, thank you so so much for coming on. I I hope you I hope you enjoyed your time with us, and we didn't. Mess with you too much? No, it's been a blast. Thanks, Anytime, yeah, we should do this. Like, your 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 viewpoints were super interesting, so I'm I'm glad we got to have you. I'm glad we got to have you on, and hopefully in the future we'll get to have you on again. And like Destiny said, if we're able to set up some stuff with your partner as well, it'd be really cool. Oh. Hear his side of the story as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end, guys. So please continue to like, support, and share it. Catch our new Bob game series on YouTube. We just our new episode went up a little bit ago with with Tom. Uh, see Darren get. Uh, more and more emotionally devastated while I get angrier playing this stupid fucking game. Um, <laughs> it was it looked really cute. I Thanks, like Destiny. cute quirky games like that. I do too. Yeah. Sure. Anyways, um, catch that on YouTube. Please like us on Facebook as well. Catch us on Instagram. We're Burnout Brighter on Facebook and YouTube. We're Burnout Brighter 7 on Instagram. And uh, check out uh, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl. Yeah. yeah. And keep, keep your eyes posted for the new one, which James is uh, intimately working on. Uh, and we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on how that development goes as well. So the new one's called Dan Silent Bob. Remind me again. Blunt. Chronic Blunt Punch. Chronic Blunt Punch. Awesome. Keep an eye for that in the future. Well, that brings us to the end. So, Darren, anything left that you want to say? No. <laughs> Destiny, what about you? No. James, anything left to rattle around up there? Um, now just keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys are awesome, and it's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Thank you, Thank you for coming. coming. Yeah, we super appreciate. It. Wow, you guys did that in sync. Look at look at the synergy here. <laughs> Again, Destiny, say bye. Bye, bye, bye. Darren, say bye. Bye. James, say bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I know bye. It we'll catch everybody next week. Thank you so much, James. Once again, thank you. Thank we'll you. see you next week. Peace. Oh.
I take everybody's mom. 